0: well hello everybody um i hope you guys are having a wonderful tuesday night but i want to start out first putting out a disclaimer um if anybody listening experience any type of predatory behavior sexual abuse or assault of any kind Please feel free not to listen to this particular podcast because this is a very serious podcast and it's very serious. I'm not going to be calling any names because I'm not at that point where I can just call out names. And even though my platform is very small, you just never know these days. So, even in my own experience, in my own situations, I won't be calling out names and I might change certain scenarios. So, if sexual assault is something that's very triggering to you and you have not yet healed or in the process of healing please click off like this this is probably going to be one of my serious most serious podcast episodes that I've ever created um to the point where I'm not going to have any like background music because this is very serious and this is not going to be like something kind of vibe this is just like my my take on the craziness that is unfolding right now so today today's title of the podcast is how to spot a predator and we're going to also be talking about how the romanticization of people in your life is actually hurting you. So that's going to be kind of, it goes with it, but stick with me here. I really had to even do some research. I had to do like some mini, collect like mini data just to understand the mindset of a lot of men or the collective of men. And um, even before all of that, um, when my husband was alive, he gave me some really good advice and he told me that instead of just assuming like you know how men think or behave, because in all reality, I'll never know 100% sure how a man is going to think, feel, anything like that because I'm not a man and I don't identify as male, I don't feel like a male, none of that. So I identify as a her, she. Um, so I'll never know a hundred percent the mindset or the thought process that men go through. However, I am very much aware that predatory behaviors and sexual trauma can happen to both males and females, it's just the reactions are different, the parameters are different. And I'm going to touch on that as well, but for the majority, since I am female, I will be talking from the perspective of male predatory, sexual predatory behaviors towards females in this case. And I'm talking about underage females. So if this really irks your nerves and really makes you want to puke, really makes makes you cringe, please do not listen. I gave you as much warnings as possible, and if that does not help, then do what you do. But this is this is becoming a thing, so um, just be mindful of that before I begin. And if you're okay with this, then stay tuned for the rest of my commentary. After this brief ad, all right, y'all. So, I'm just gonna hop right into it. Um, I already gave my warning, and I'll also put my warning in the description as well so that everybody's aware what this particular podcast episode is all about. This mainly is coming from the perspective of educational purposes because. As much as we have Google at our fingertips, as much as we have different TV shows and movies, because, you know, art imitates reality. And we know, I feel like this newer generation, even my generation, because I'm a millennial and I was right at that division between old school, where there was barely any technology to what we are now experiencing now with the introduction of social media and iphones and touchscreens i didn't grow up in that era you know i still had you know i remember dial up i remember aol and emails and i am and instant message and i just well, it was like a different time you know then even though negative things still occurred regardless you know it's just like there's so much information at your fingertips but then on the downside it's just like things just never change as much as things change things are still the same so to speak which is an oxymoron but hey i'm gonna jump right into it i took some notes down i did a little bit of research because i want to make sure that what i'm saying is as accurate as possible but obviously these are still my opinions so don't hate don't hate on people's opinions okay that's all i gotta say and this is all for educational purposes so boom um, I first want to This is the Google definition that I found for predator as it relates to human to humans, okay? So we're not talking about animals here. We're talking about human predatory behavior. So the Google definition says a person or group that ruthlessly exploits others. That is a Google definition of what a predator is, okay? a person or group that ruthlessly exploits others notice in that definition that it doesn't even touch on you know the abuse or the assault the sexual assault it's literally just exploiting if you're exploiting of any kind so that's just the definition of a predator okay so i just want to give you based off even my own life um a backstory to why this is like why I really want to make a podcast about this because this is crazy <laughs> first of all I first experienced my sexual assault when I was eight years old I will not really get into too much detail with mine because it will actually it's too interconnected but just know that it was in my it was somewhere in my close, you know, close, someone close to me, I would say. I can't even really go into detail because depending on who listens in, it could really affect other people, you know, who listen into my podcast. So I gotta make sure I, you know, keep things a little vague. But I did experience my first sexual assault at eight years old, not developed, not anything. And It's like, what I've realized is that a sexual predator can be anyone, and usually it's people that you know, people that you're close to. A lot of times, parents try to train you for strangers, but in reality, they should be training you for even people that you know, because it's usually the people that you know and trust that... You know, try a little thing for you, you know, try to do things here and there and see how you react to it. And then from then on, they'll keep going until they get their desired result. And then, you know, they're done with you. So in my particular situation, this person was close. And at first it was a lot of just controlling behaviors to see how I'd react to it. I had a very averse reaction to the control and I was very, like, no. But then in that instance, I didn't really have that much support. So, you know, when I was young, so you just kind of do what you're told. Like, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, you got to just follow an adult. You know, anyone older than you is an adult. So, you know, I eventually was like, all right, let me give it a chance. And then that's as soon as I let my guard down, that's when you know, things happen. I let one little thing slide because in my mind I knew it felt weird, but I wasn't sure what had happened in that moment. So I let like one one insignificant thing slide. And then from that point on, like maybe weeks later, I end up being sexually assaulted. So that is like, you know, just a little touch. Maybe in the future I'll actually go into detail of my sexual assault, but For now, I'm not, I'm going to keep things very, very vague as it pertains to me for now, but they're usually people that, you know, they try to get your trust um, and you can find them anywhere, church, school, the club, they're in your best friend group, they're on the university, they're on campus, they're in high school, like, they're everywhere. Like, predators can be anywhere. They can range from many ages, but we're going to really talk be talking about older men as far as, like, in their 20s talking to teenagers. So there's that. And um, most predators, at least reported statistically, are men, at least that's reported. Now, I do believe that women also are predators at high rates but i don't feel like men in my personal opinion i don't feel like men are reporting the women as much because when an older woman goes to a younger guy they feel like they're the man they don't feel like they're being groomed or manipulated or used for sex actually they in a way they're like oh great you're using me for sex i feel great but in reality they are also being a predator as well so they just don't view it the same way so You know, the data on that can be very skewed, but for now, we're just going to be talking about as it relates to females. So I just wanted to talk about what they're looking for. So in my experience, I was the perfect target for a predator because in most cases, when predators, sexual predators are looking for victims, they're looking for Girls who are quiet, who keep things to themselves whenever they have situations, they kind of keep it to themselves. They don't make a big, huge fuss about things. They don't really like confrontation. Some might be perceived them as shy or soft spoken. They see caring nature about them, but they're usually insecure. They're unsure of themselves. So, they have low self-esteem. They look for girls like that. And then, most importantly, they look for isolation. So, in my case, I had very low self-esteem. I was a very isolated individual. And any little bit of attention from males, especially, like, males that were attractive, in my eyes, really, like, boosted my ego, in a way. Just to, you know obviously get it snatched away but and this is why it's just so important that females need to be protected in a way but not in a way that completely revokes their advocacy and them being independent but There's just, like, it's such a, like, a balance act, and I think that goes for both, both the genders, but especially for females, it's just so difficult, and then, especially being in the the black community, that's, like, a lot of fathers aren't in the home, a lot of, you know, girls end up looking for fathers in other men that they shouldn't even be doing, so it's just, it's really just a mess, (laughs) it's really just a mess right now, and what even really brought me to this is that some guy, I'm not gonna call any names, really just outed himself because I agree with um there's a woman on YouTube named Cynthia G. There's also one of my favorite YouTubers, the real Yanni on YouTube, so go check them out um they talk about especially Cynthia g she talks about this black male reckoning that is coming or that's already begun where a lot of black men are being outed or they're even outing themselves for all of the stuff that is going on and not even just that everything that they've gaslit black women to believe it's like oh it was all a lie like not all of it but majority of it like blaming black women for why they're not in the home but then come to find out they go to their preferences light-skinned women hispanic women and they're also making them baby mamas on like a large scale to the point where like now the new face of single motherhood is white women. It's really crazy. And that's going to be a whole other podcast. I know that's every time, but child, it's a whole mess. To the point where Cynthia G even said, you know, at this point, because black women are the only ones that carry the Eve gene, we can create any race creed of people that we desire. It's to the point where we're like, should we even procreate with black men? That was the question that's been throwing around in a lot of you know black female circles It's like, should we even procreate with them because if they just want to procreate and ditch when we actually need help, I've watched women and I even grew up watching women giving birth, and it's just like it's a long, very tedious, stressful process, and if you don't have any help, they just knock you up and leave that's just so traumatic so but that's not even what i like you know i kind of went off on a tangent but anyway um it's just a lot going on right now and then i even um one of my friends even shared in this group chat that i have of this 18 year old girl who grew up with her godfather, and now they're in a relationship, so pedophilia is really trying to be like normalized now they're trying to be a part of the l g b t q plus community and just be like a like a type of appetite or a type of sexual preference to like younger girls and this is nothing new like uh the fact that people think this is something new is nothing new um we all know based off of history that Older men have always sought younger women because back in those days, when a woman was younger, it was more thought of that they could have children. You know, back in those days, they didn't have the type of technology that we have where older you can be later in life and still have a kid and it still come to term and stuff like that. Back in those days, you know, we didn't have right sterile conditions in hospitals. So... To have a younger woman, there's a greater chance that she wasn't married already. She was still a virgin. Her virginity was still intact. And virginity was very, 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 very important back in those days. Um, Because if you weren't chaste, then it was like you were tossed in the trash. You were no good. So to ensure that the women that they got were chaste and weren't touched by no other man, they wanted younger girls. They wanted girls who were early teens, you know, mid-teenagers, never been touched before by a man. They go to these older men, you know, who basically dominate them, domineer them because they have no say or they have no rights. And they just have to take it because who else is going to take care of them? Who else is going to protect them? Because they can't get education. They can't learn. They can't read. They can't do what the men can do at this time period. Fast forward to now, there's no reason for older men to go, to these young women, but now I'm figuring out that there is a reason, you know? So I talked about, you know, what a predator can look like. It can look like anybody that you trust, a coach, a teacher, a pastor, even, you know, a stepdad, um, a uncle uh, actual dad like there's so many times I've heard of so many cases of the actual fathers sexually assaulting raping their own biological daughters so it's like how that goes in their brain I don't even understand it but it's out of control um so what I realized is that they'll just do something just to see if they can. And if they can, then they do it and they run with it. And I'm trying to figure out what's really to blame here because, you know, at one point I was thinking to myself, is it porn that's like, is it like the, the distinction where they can't decide whether it's fantasy and reality and they just want everything to be fantasy? And when it comes to sexual, when it comes to sexuality... And it's weird to me because, you know, males on a whole are supposed to be the logical. They're supposed to be more based in logic. But yet, where's the logic in wanting a younger female? That's the part that I just don't fully grasp or understand. And then there's this whole thing that's thrown around, especially in the black community, in the black community, because I've heard it so many times is that, well, If a 15-year-old has been through a lot of experiences, and she's curvy, and she's tall, and she looks like she's grown, then isn't she grown? And nah. (laughs) Like, that's still weird. That's still weird. It's still weird. Like, I don't care how much experience is. Yes, in a way, she could still be more mature, but I don't know. It's just such, like, it's just no. It's just a no. It's a no for me. Like, I don't care. And I think it's just very (sighs) disgusting, in my personal opinion, what's going on, how they're just really trying to normalize it and desensitize it. And I'll never be desensitized, because I was a victim of a lot of sexual abuse and sexual objectification. And it's not fun. It's not fun to be treated like a sexual object. Like you sometimes you just want to be treated like a human being. You know, I think all this gender war stuff, all this stuff with gender is just it's like, oh, everybody's attacking each other forgetting that we're all humans though at the end of the day. Like, yeah, male, female, he shit, it, she he, she, it, he, whatever, them, they, you know, all these pronouns, but we're all human beings at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's just a mess. So I just want to touch on that real quick. It's just a weird climate out here. And protect your daughters, okay? If you are a man listening and you have a child and it's a girl, protect your daughters. Teach them. Tell them, like, call their, like, their private parts. Tell them to, like, don't call it, oh, that's my private part. That's my no-no place. Tell them that is their vagina, okay? Because when they want to go report something to someone else, No one's going to understand that's my no-no place. You know what I'm saying? Like, call their body parts for what they are. The scientific term for genitals for a female is a vagina. And the scientific term is a penis for males. So let that be known. Teach them early that they don't need anybody to watch them, you know, use the bathroom. They don't need anybody touching them inappropriately, you know, like, no, because no, (laughs) And no, like, we're not doing that. And I know it's not to really scare anybody, but these girls need to know what's up, you know. I would even say to this point, like, when they get to a certain age, like, around seven years old to, like, ten, they should be learning some basic self-defense, you know, like, just some basic self-defense. Maybe not anything super major at that age, but some self-defense tactics need to be had because the climate that is going on right now is just a mess. And also, on top of all of those safety measure- measures, teach your sons what no actually means. No does not mean yes. No means no. And then for the girls who are actually, you know, be doing all this risky behavior, you have to get to the what is the function of that behavior? Most of it is attention that they're not getting from their own fathers. So before you decide that you're going to have a child and it ends up being a female or a male, you know, make sure you're in that kid's life. And especially when it comes to fathers and daughters, fathers need to be taking their daughters out on dates. They need to be showing them what man they really should be with not not just leaving them to their own devices and saying okay they're going to figure it out because the first man that a girl loves is their father that's the only man they first know when they're a baby they don't know anything else they don't know anyone else so of course they're going to love their dad and you need to be you need to show them the right way you know based off of what they're seeing you do towards the mother or your wife Or whoever, or just females in the community, you know, like in how you treat them. So just keep that in mind. And moving along, because I don't want this podcast to be too long, um, this goes into my next point is that we romanticize and we see what we wanna see in people, right? We say, oh, this will never, as soon as we say this person will never do a thing, that's when they do it. That is when they show their ass. And they do it. They do that thing that she's like, oh, they would never do that. But they will. You know, I don't put anything past anyone. Um, It's not that I say I don't trust anybody. But you shouldn't ever think that everyone has the capacity to betray you. That's just how I see it. Everybody has the capacity to betray you no matter what position or function that they hold in your family. So just keep that in mind. You know, keep that in mind, keep that in the forefront of your mind whenever, you know, you have people close to you, near your kids. And this is a weird time. It makes me even question even if I even want to have children because I'm not trying to catch a case for nobody. Someone catch my, touch my kids, try to be with my kids and they're underage. age. I'm catching a case. So let's not romanticize people. And if you don't know what romanticization means, romanticization means, you know, fantasizing about a person to what you want them to be for your personal, like, who you think they should be, you know, but not accepting them for who they are based off of what their actions and what they're showing you. So, and women tend to do this more than men. So imagine these teenage girls are romanticizing these older men because these older men, they've been around the block, right? They probably did, you know, they've probably done it so many times that they're good at it. And that's the one thing that even like the real Yanni, I love her because she literally is like, whenever you're meeting someone new, don't tell a man All of your trauma, your deep, dark secrets, everything that you're really going through, your depression, your anxiety, your insecurities. Because you know what a lot of men tend to do? They take that and they're like, hmm, okay, check. So this is a part that I can poke. This is a part that I can use to manipulate, coerce. You know, like, it's not, people are not going to take what you told them and say, oh, that's so sad. I feel so bad for you. Let me give you a hug. No. And it be genuine. They'll do that just to for negative intention, just to get what they want out of you. And I've actually had that experience where I've was vulnerable and I told some deep dark stuff that's happened to me. And it was like Used against me, well, remember this happened to you, so remember you don't got no sense, remember that, so, and they use it as a way to manipulate me, so imagine these young girls you know who are going through they're going through high school, they're having such a hard time now, school is just up and down, up and down, teachers are everywhere, you know, no one's being supervised, everything's just a stressful ass mess and You know, they're just looking for love in all the wrong places. They feel like they could be vulnerable to an older man just because he has a car, a house, and money and resources. And it's just like, they're like, ooh, you know, I don't have to do much. And that's uh, that's the other point, too, is that what even this guy on YouTube disclosed, which, you know what? I'm glad he spoke on this. Like, I want a lot of sexual predators to out themselves. Like, I want not just sexual predators, but I even want, like, narcissistic men, men who are manipulators, men who are, you know, players or whatever, F-boys is like the new term, gallus for my Caribbeans, you know, specifically Jamaican Caribbeans, whatever y'all want to call yourselves. I want y'all to be truthful and honest and out yourself because that's going to protect, <laughs> like, let me know who you are so I don't have to go over there, okay? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me about who you are. Tell me about your demons. Tell me about your interests so I can and go the other direction, okay? Because... I'd rather you tell me and I know who you are instead of just knowing the version of you that you created based off of what I like, you know? And that's another thing too. Don't tell... Don't tell these men what you like. Like they're gonna do it at first, but they can't keep it up forever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna it's gonna be great in the beginning and then as soon as they like got you in their clutches, then they're like, Oh, I got her. I got her. So now I don't have to try as hard. Now the jig is up, you know? So imagine a younger girl with not much experience or a lot of experience, but she has experience with high school guys. She thinks older guys are better because, you know, that's a lot of female downfalls that we think that the grass is greener on the other side or we want what other people have, not realizing that you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And for me, that's what I realized as I'm an older female. A lot of men don't want to mess with females their age or date or marry females who are even older than them or around in their age group. Because as women age, we tend to get wiser depending on our circumstances. If we learn from our mistakes and heal from our past traumas, we tend to become very wise. I'm not gonna lie to you, you know, I am twenty-seven years old, so I'm close to thirty now. And when I tell you my female intuition has gotten like 10 times stronger (laughs) than ever in my life in my life i thought it was a myth i thought it was fake but female intuition is so strong it will make you think you have superpowers and the wisdom that comes with age as a woman ages is so strong like i'm i don't even put up with any type of bs and a lot of men don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to do a lot of work. You know, like, why, why do a lot of work when you can get things for free? Come on. You know, who wouldn't want something for free? Why work for that? You know, so it's a mess out here in these streets. And, you know, I didn't go into too much detail because... Everything that was said by this guy was so graphic. He just went into such graphic detail. You could tell that in a way he was just reminiscing of those days. And that's just so gross. And just and the thing that this man also has a daughter himself. It's just like, ew. Like you do you know that everything happens in a cycle. So you do something, your daughter gonna feel what you did. You know, like Or your son or someone in your lineage is going to like get that karma. And it's just, it's just, it's the utmost mess that's going on right now. Um, But I really wanted to touch on that, you know, just for educational purposes, because we got to know, we got to know, and sometimes there's just no way of protecting your kids. And I'm not a mother, so I can only imagine how frightening it is. have to have the conversation of protection you know I'm a behavioral therapist so I do work with a lot of kids but I'm so big on advocacy and even in as I work with children you know or teens I've always made a general rule that I never touch my clients in any way even if it's like a hug I don't hug my clients I don't kiss my clients You know, I, unless they're under the, so my rules are under the age of five years old. And so they're like a baby, then I can pick them up. They can sit in my lap. But once they reach over the age of five, no, you know, like I'm teaching them how to do things on their own for the most part, especially when it goes to the bathroom, when it goes to like, like my clients and even people that I work with know That once over the age of five years old, I'm not hugging, I'm not doing anything that's deemed, I guess, affectionate, so to speak, because I need to teach them, even though they're on the spectrum, that they have advocacy and no one should be going beyond that boundary because I've only wanted, you know, stuff like that to happen for me when I was young and I didn't get that type of protection when I was young so I hope that wasn't too long I hope that wasn't too bad um it's a mess out here and all we could really do is just pray (laughs) because it's getting really bad right now and all I can say is that God knows because if I had a kid it would not be It would not be the move right now. So this was a lot. I hope y'all stuck around for this. But as always, peace, love, and light. Peace, love, and light, y'all. Peace, love, and light.